Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Pyromedia Network. Pyromedia Network is a progressive moving platform to give a voice to those who feel don't have one. Social injustice, equality concerns, and more are just a few reasons why PMN is needed. For more information about Pyromedia Network, please visit pyromedianetwork.com. Hi, you've reached Kwame. And Christy. And we're from I'd Rather Not Podcast. Leave a message. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome to the show. The rules of engagement are really quite simple. So if you can pull yourself away from Grinder for two seconds, listen up. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the door. Welcome right. back. Let's welcome back. Kiki. Welcome back to another episode of I'd Rather Not Podcast. I'm your host, Kwame, joined by the incomparable, the fantastic, the fabulous, the glitterious Miss Christy Champagne. What up, everybody? We are still alive. We are here. We yes. did it. We're back. We're here and we're queer. <laughs> <laughs> Probably been wondering where the fuck we've been at, girl. Life yeah, been busy, so- honey. Life been busy. Well, I mean, I appreciate you trying to like, you know, smooth it out, but it is actually my fault. <laughs> well, well you no, know, no, we are a group. We take we take responsibility together. You better go ahead and come on, group. Yes, teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> teamwork make the dream work, honey. Yes. No, but it it hasn't just been I'd rather not. It's been like all the shows like that I'm on. Because uh-huh. I needed a break. You ever get to a point where like you're doing so so much you just need to like pull back before you burn out completely oh that was yeah me. Completely. <laughs> like oh yeah there's so much going on there was so much like in terms of like with like with the pyromedia and the shows and like all these different things and then things that i'm i'm my my um other projects that i'm personally doing and like it's been so much that i just need to take a step back and have some self-care and oh yeah i have not been doing that and so like well it's, it's so important been, it's so yeah, important. It is. So important. It like, is. And I know like um, on Monday, I went and got a massage and I hadn't done that in forever. And I was My just God. like, I've been working doubles on the weekends lately. So like double shows on Saturdays, double shows on Sundays. And it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And you forget yeah. sometimes that every once in a while, you just need to take a break and not do anything. Like on your right, day off, right. do absolutely nothing. Treat yourself to a massage. Like, and I, I just, I didn't realize how bad I needed it. And my body is still sore three days later. Like, that's how bad it was like. So I totally agree with you. Like we, we, you have to, you have to do that for your sanity. Like, yeah, you have to take some time sometimes. And like, you know, even if you're not like, nobody's saying like fall off the face of the planet for, you know, a, a bunch of days, but like, you know, take some time away, enjoy your day off. If you have one, like. You know, yeah. if you don't have to like always be go, 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 you know, like, especially yeah. with us, we're so busy and you have yeah. to find those times and those moments sometimes where you do have to take a little bit of time away, you know, whether it's a day yeah. or a yeah. week or whatever it may be, and just put all the stuff you can on pause that you can put on pause and, you know, it'll be there when you come back. And not only that, and, and if it's meant to be there, it will be there. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, yeah. I'm really blessed and fortunate to, to, like, just have an amazing team and really awesome supportive people around me because, like, taking a break, <laughs> like, okay. especially, and, and a lot of it, people, like, a lot of people don't realize what creatives go through. They think that creatives are just these hippie people that just sit around waiting for something to happen, and it's not like that. Like, there's a right. lot of engaged creatives that are doing so much 
that even creatives need a break. You know what I'm saying? They need time to themselves so they can regroup and re, you know, energize so that way they can create more things. And so um, I think that that's something that with us, like as creators that we, or creatives rather, that we forget to do that sometimes, you know, that we forget to, you know, we're always trying to be on the go. We're always trying to create something new. We're always trying to improve upon what we already have and um, not having that moment to, to sit back and chill and to kind of have self-care and to kind of have yeah. a moment to breathe and, and reassess and, and just kind of have some me time. Cause it doesn't even have yeah. to be a situation where you're just going in just to recharge and just to re-energize just so you can go back out. It's a right. moment to where you can just sit back and mm-hmm. just have some me time because that's yeah. needed too. You know, yeah. we, we do so much as creatives to try to give so much. We like, you know, for us, when we, when we're doing the show with podcasting, like we try to give so much to our audience and we try to, you know, make as much time as we can to, to, to come up with content and to push that out. But at the same time, we need time too to, for ourselves. So that way we can be the best that we can be, Oh yeah, you know, to make it entertaining. So Completely. But yeah, yeah. self care people. Okay. Yeah. For real self care. It's <laughs> it's funny you said that because it's like, I could sit here and like on my days off and I could sew all day long and I could be working on, I have tons of things I could be working on, but like all this week I have barely touched my sewing machine I've just been kind of enjoying my days off and not really doing anything like uber productive, you know, because sometimes you do just need to take a break and yeah. know, do it. I, 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 I'm listeners do it. Just whatever, whatever yeah. it is that you find that relaxes you take a second and, you know, don't overwhelm yourself on your days off. You know, it's super important for sanity. I think <laughs> for sure, for sure. And like the other day, I went to the movies. (laughs) Like, yeah, for reals. I went to the movies and was like, God, I haven't gone to the movies by myself and like just sat and relaxed and watched a movie in so long. I mean, I've been to the movies, but I've gone with like friends and my roommate and, you know, that kind of stuff. But the other day, I just, I was like, I haven't been to the movies by myself in a while i may try to do that this week at some point you know honestly i the the last time that i went to the movies by myself it was actually a couple of months and i think i talked about it on the show um uh but i went to go see love simon it was my first time number one going to the movies by myself and it was the first time i saw that movie so it was it was interesting a a mix of the two but i highly recommend going to the movies by yourself like i love it first of all you don't have to worry about sharing popcorn you don't have to worry about sharing your snacks you can see you're in a dark place you can eat be as fat as you want to be okay and sip whatever and you don't have to worry about nothing nobody's in your space because usually people who, who who are they're by themselves. Nobody wants to kind of like, they don't want to sit next unless it's like a packed house, you know what I'm saying? But most of the time when people go, I try to go during the day or on like a matinee time to where like people, most people are not really there. Um, and that's like the best time to go because in the, the most of the theaters, I'm thinking you feel like you're in and the seats are comfortable. It's just the best. It is the best. It is. I've been, yeah. I've been going to the movies by myself for years. I love it. I used to work at a place that would, um, that would give you a discounted movie tickets. Like I could buy a pack of like discounted movie tickets um, mm-hmm. directly from my paycheck. And mm-hmm. so you could get like a, the movie tickets were like $7 a piece and I could just get like, you know, 10 of them and they would be with my paycheck and they would take the money out of my paycheck. So I would just go to the movies like by myself or like, you know, take a friend whenever, but I love going to the movies alone. It's it's relaxing. I love it, especially so now. I actually have a remedy for you that I think you're going to love, but I'm not going to say it now because 
and if you guys want to know, like, send us a message and we'll message back to you because we're not sponsoring them yet. But there is a is it, there is a, a program or or an app that you can use that you just pay a certain fee a month, um, and you can watch unlimited movies for the like in theaters. Wow, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's and the fee is like super. It's like less than a, it's like less than two Happy Meals. <laughs> like, it's just amazing. Wow. There you yeah. go. So I'll tell you after. I'll tell you during break. But anyway. Oh, but I love it. <laughs> go to the movies. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Like, but it's just, and especially now that the most of these movie theaters, well, I don't know about most of them, but most of them where I live now have the like super comfy reclining chairs with like the tray yeah. that like comes up in front of you. And it's like it's absolutely perfect because like, yeah, there are seats next to you, but because the chairs are so big, you don't feel like if there's somebody you don't know right next to you, you still feel like you're just sitting in the theater alone, you know, like, yes. and even if you, you know what I haven't like, done yet, and I think I'm going to do this um, soon, but I want to go to a dining movie theater by myself. I've only gone with people because I just think it's fun, but I want to go to a dining movie theater by, um, by myself to see how that goes. That's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. There because then go. I can be fat. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. TV has not been the best lately, so going to the movies is a much better, like, I feel like a much better <laughs> option, like, because there's just not much on television right now that I want to watch. All my favorite shows are, you know, on their breaks, and, like, even the shows that are on right now, I'm, like, not excited about, and it's just, like, so I, I'd much rather go to the movies and see yeah. a movie that I've seen yeah. four times already over again, if that's what it means, like. So I'm glad you said that, because... <laughs> So I have, as, as you know, um, and, and for, for people who are, like, avid, like, who follow us, like, they should know that, like, we are avid Game of Thrones fans. Okay, so, like... Yes. Oh, girl. Okay, wait. I have to tell like, you. I don't, I don't mean to cut you up, but I have to tell you this. No, so you're fine. I bought the last season. I've been buying all the seasons on DVD so I can just watch them whenever I want because I'll watch mm-hmm. them 400 million times over and over again. Because um, why not? Because why not? Because that's life, and that's what you do. Exactly. Um, and uh, so I bought the the last season um, on Blu-ray, and I hadn't bought the other ones on Blu-ray. And I bought them on Blu-ray, and it came with this like uh, special little DVD that was like a cartooned version of Game of Thrones, but it was talking about how the Seven Kingdoms came about. So it was like essentially the story of Game of Thrones before the first season like everything that got us to where the first season started and it's narrated by um some of the actors in the show and it was really good and i was kind of watching it before we started recording and i'm like oh i have to really seriously sit down and watch this like (laughs) it's like so enthralling and i was like literally bring back my game of thrones it was making me so sad that like we don't have much longer to wait, I don't think, if I remember no, correctly. No, I mean, well, it's next year, but still. Still, um, it'll be here before we know it. Huh? I said it'll be here before we know it. Right, and and but um and also, but but like it's funny because I just got one of my um my good friends um on onto Game of Thrones. He had never seen it before, and I was like, dude, you just and I've been begging him for months to watch it. I was like, just give season one a try. Just give season one a try. He was like, I said, once you get through season one, you will be hooked. That's all. And I always tell people, like, you know, just to, to, to push through it because I know season one, season one sets the precedence for everything, for everything else. So all, like, sometimes it can be a little bit of a drag if you don't 
you know, if you don't hang in there, in there with it. I, I remember when mm-hmm. I first started Game of Thrones, I had gotten up to like the third or fourth episode or whatever, and then I stopped for a couple of months, and then I went back um, and finished it off, um, and then I got hooked after that. Right. Um, but anyway, um, so I told him, I was like, you have literally a half a year to get caught up. <laughs> like, okay. you have six to seven seasons to get through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, you got this. <laughs> so, but he just finished season one, um, and he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, I told you. <laughs> like, I told you. But anyway, I don't want to do any right. spoils. But anyway, I, I, it's funny you mentioned all of that uh, because I have um, been looking at, like, I've been binge watching shows because, like, a lot of shows that are out right now, I'm not interested in. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm just not. Like, I don't, there's not a lot of shows that have, like, really caught my, my attention. Um, mm-hmm. That makes me want to kind of be involved in it. And I feel like I'm just Game of Thrones deprived right now. Okay. Um, and nothing... Nothing's really comparing. Nothing compares. Nothing so like, compares to you. To you. And that's, that's just where I'm at. And so I, I, I actually just finished, um, I don't know, and this might make me sound like a geek, but um, I had, I'm a, a, a big uh, Vampire Diaries fan. Uh-huh. Yes. Secret unknown, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the the spinoff, the originals. I just finished um, like catching. It was like a half of, I think it's like season four or five. I don't know what season they're in right now, but it's like they're on uh, season hiatus or whatever uh, before they finish off the rest of the season. And and I just found out that they are doing another spinoff to the original called Ooh. The Legacies. Because they All just right. finished um, the Vampire Diaries, um, and then they uh, or they ended the series. They, they ended the series of Vampire Diaries, and they they just announced that they're going to end the series for the originals. But they're picking up with the legacies, which deals with like the children of like the original, some of the original right. characters. Well, here's so um, here's here's my question to you. Here's my mm-hmm. or statement or I don't know question. I don't know whatever it may be. So like. How do you feel about when they take these shows and they do spinoffs or they bring a show back? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a tricky situation because yeah, like it yeah. could it could either go really well or it could go horribly bad. And I feel like right. it's always one or the other. There's never like this middle ground. Like, how often do you see a spinoff show, for instance, do really well? Or how often do you see like a reboot of a show do really well because that's kind of a thing now. That's a thing they do now. Right. They bring these shows back. For whatever fucking reason, it's a thing. I don't understand why. Like they're like, and, and and I'm glad you said that because like, I think that the Vampire Diaries saga and or the the entire like um, Vampire Diaries universe has mm-hmm. done a good job at maintaining the spinoffs. Um, I think that Buffy, the Buffy universe, did a good job because they had Buffy and then they had um, Angel. What really would have been really cool is if they did like a Willow spinoff or like oh, that would have been yeah. really cool because yeah. I think that that would have been something that um, people would have wanted and I think yeah. it probably would have outdone Angel in my personal uh, personal opinion but I digress um, okay. and I think because the whole Willow thing happened I think that's why Charms blew up because everybody wanted that type of vibe in terms of like mm-hmm. witchy type stuff or whatever speaking of Charmed I <laughs> 
have seen every single episode, every single nuance. Every I am a Charmed fanatic. I have loved Charmed since Prue to Paige <laughs> to 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 the the little two at the end called the quote unquote ultimate power, which made no damn sense. Okay, You're, you so, are speaking you are speaking a foreign tongue to me. I I loved Charmed. Okay, <laughs> I don't know about this reboot that they're coming. I don't know, girl. It, it's it's. I'm I feel not like sure. I feel like spinoffs are even even though spinoffs are difficult. I feel like reboots are even more difficult. Like they're way because, more difficult because especially when you end, especially when a lot of time has gone by. I feel like when yeah. a lot of time has gone by, the the world ch- nowadays, especially the world changes so quickly. And mm-hmm. what we and and I feel like television is such um, a thing that thrives on what's current and what's happening and right. those kinds of things. And if you don't if you don't go about it the right way, I feel like it could be really bad. You know, like and right. we don't get we don't get reboots very often. It's something I think right. that just recently started. Like for instance, with Will and Grace. You know, I was a huge Will and Grace fan and I, you know, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried because so much time had gone by. You're talking like 10 years at least. I think it was, yeah. it might've been a little bit more than that. Um, and were these characters that were in this show going to still be relevant to the time? And were, you know, were they going to go about bringing back these characters, but in the time now the right way? And I think they did a great job, but I feel like it's such a tricky it's such a tricky, tricky thing because sometimes when a show is about a certain thing or it's about like the messages that it sends, don't I feel like sometimes don't necessarily transcend to now. For instance, right. like, you know, I don't know that if that makes any sense. No, it does. It, it definitely does. I, I think that that's one of the issues that a lot of people were having um, with the Martin reboot. Martin right. was hilarious for its time. When it came out in the 90s, Martin is a 90s show. I don't think it would be relevant now because I don't know how they're going to translate Martin's comedy and his comedic puns and, and, and hits right. to a millennial audience. Like, Martin would be good for people like in our generation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm considered a millennial. We're like, we're, well, yeah, I'm considered a millennial, but I still have, I'm like a bridge from the millennial and the, the generation before, you know what I'm saying? I think it was Gen X or, or is it baby? No, baby boom was just way before that. But anyway, I'm like that bridge. So I, I understand both worlds, but I'm a nineties kid at heart. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, I grew up in the nineties, even though I was born in 86, I was, I grew up in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I like most of my, my interaction with the world is in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And most of my upbringing came from the nineties. And so, of course, Martin will appeal to me, you know what I'm saying? But it's not going to appeal to the millennial audience, which has the power of TV right now. Like, right. Shows have to appeal to a millennial audience. And if you can't, you know, appeal to the millennial audience and then the next generation of that, which is slow, fastly approaching, you know what right. I'm saying? You're not going to, you're not going to survive as an, like as a, uh, a show. And I, I just you're don't not- know. 
I don't know how like uh, like Charmed is gonna do. I just don't. I don't know. I think well, visually, it's weird because it's like it's not even the same people, right? It's like completely no, it's not, different. And that's my like... thing. And that's my thing. Like, I, and it's not even a continuation of the Hollowell sisters. Like, if if they were if they were a continuation of the Hollowell sisters, I would have been like, okay, you know, whatever. But it's not even in the Hollowell line. It's a completely different line um, of, of, of witches, and it's a completely different, you know. And and I'm interested. I don't mind having that. Like that's fine. But the whole premise of Charmed um, was the Hollywell line because the Hollywell line was supposed to be the most powerful line in all the other witch lines. So how are you saying that there's another line that's also Charmed like that? It just doesn't make sense. It's not mm-hmm. canon. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not canon to now if right. if in Charmed if they did in Charmed you know you know they said something about oh there's other Charmed ones in the world. That would have made sense because then you right. can spin off into that. You know, well, you can say, oh, yeah. well, here's another family that's right. just as powerful as the charm one. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I feel like, at least for me, when I when I see or hear about reboots, if you're not going to bring back the original people or, like, find a way to make it completely different and, right, like, right. you know, like you just said, a completely different storyline, a completely different family, whatever it may be, like, I don't want to watch it. You know, like I'm, right. I'm not going to be interested, like, especially if it's a show I loved and like was a big fan of to begin with. Like, why would I want to watch it if you're going to completely change it or not bring back the original actors? Right. 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 Yeah. And, th- and this is kind of this is kind of indicative of what they did with X-Men. You know, what I'm saying right. like you had um x-men one two three and then you had like days of future past and then you had you know all these other different but they were different um um they started to change like it was kind of difficult to see the 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 connection that like i know they were trying to have full circle like to come back around with like um i think it was what x-men apocalypse with Mm -hmm. phoenix yeah um and I, they're not even doing the Phoenix saga anymore or the Phoenix uh, movie, which I, I'm a little disappointed about because I was like, when I was a kid, um, X-Men was one of my favorite uh, cartoons and the Phoenix saga was one of my favorite storylines or story arcs that they had. So like, it's just, I, I don't know. I have a personal problem with like, with shows that don't stay in canon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, are not, that doesn't stay to, you know, an art, to, to, to uh, uh, um, the original theme and, and uh, the original storyline of the show. I just have a personal problem with that. I, I don't, I'm all about, like, creative, new to creative directions and, and all about, like, you know, um, cool twists and stuff. Um, right. But if it's not canon, it doesn't make sense. And yeah. I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I enjoyed um, Game of Thrones is because it was a completely different world and oh, it, yeah. there's nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, well, I just speaking... Wish people, like, would, would... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just saying, I just wish that we would do more stuff like Game of Thrones where it's oh, something new. completely unique. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. and, and that's like, that it's its own entity and its own world. Right. And I know that they, they, they changed up certain things in Game of Thrones, you know, from the um the books too, because I haven't finished all the books, so I know that there's certain things, and I know the books go in way more depth in terms of the history and the the world of Westeros and all that stuff, or whatever, and and how um things are in Game of Thrones as opposed to the HBO show, um, but for the most part, it still stayed in canon. Yeah. You know, um, you have certain scenes that are a little different, like they they dropped the uh Lady Greystone um storyline, um. 
and then Sansa took that over kind of in a different way. So I know that they changed it a little bit, but yeah. the overall premise of the show is still in canon. Oh yeah, completely. Well, so, I think that's the thing you have to you have to be relevant, and when you're when you're not relevant to the times, your reboot is not going to work, you know? And I mean, right. if, we're, if we're talking about um, a reboot not working, let's talk about the white elephant in the room. And by oh, white God. elephant, I mean Roseanne Barr. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that was not planned. Oh, that was so not, perfect, that, that joke I was say. not planned. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we have to talk about it. If we're going to talk about reboots, we have to talk about it because it's, you know, it's pretty hot right now, girl. And I, you know, uh, yeah, I want, I want to hear what you have to say first. Do you, do you really? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, okay. I'm, I'll, I'll start us off on this topic. So for okay. those of our listeners, if, if you don't know, they rebooted the show Roseanne um, on ABC. Um, and I believe it was originally, was it originally on ABC? Yes. Okay. See, I was thinking it was originally on Fox, but okay. So it was originally on ABC. So ABC did pick it back up. And at first I was a little like, mm, I don't know. Roseanne Barr is kind of crazy and she's a Trump supporter. And I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not about this life. I don't know if I can, you know, support blah, blah, blah. And I didn't watch for the first couple of episodes and I went back and watched and I, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it. But I will say that um, it was not as bad as I was expecting. And I felt like they were doing a very good job at being. Um, I, I, I want to use the word diverse. Um, I guess I'll use that word. They, they were doing a good job. They had all kinds of different characters. They were melding very well with the current times. But it was still a little to me like, mm, it was still a little iffy and I just didn't, I didn't 100% care for it. And ugh, it's so hard because it's so funny because for the longest time, I really, I loved that show when it originally was on, it was great. But I think it's like we said earlier, it's because of the times that it was on and the way the world was when that show was on was much different than the way the world is now. And you as an actor are going to be held accountable for your actions outside of this character. And what is strange with Roseanne and which I always thought was, which was good before, but I feel like is strange now is that the character she plays Roseanne on the TV show is pretty much her in life. It's not, there's not a stark difference. There's not a, there's not a huge difference. It's pretty much her. So she's writing in and there's, there's, you know, her life is in that show. And when you are going to choose to be the kind of person that she is right now as um, a figure in the entertainment business and in the world, you're going to be held accountable for your actions on the show and off the show. And ABC decided to cancel this before the season was even over. They only got they're they're not getting another chance, and she fucked it up because of the racist, horrible things that she puts out into the world on her Twitter. You're being held accountable, and I think that that's great. I commend ABC for taking a stance and saying, "Hey, you don't get to act like this, and you don't get to be racist, and you don't get to say the kinds of things you're saying without consequences." 
because not only do you represent us as a company, but people people read what you post. People read and 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 see the things that you do, and you're going to be held accountable for that because I don't think that we do enough of that. And I think that's a huge problem in our country right now is that we don't hold people accountable for things that they should be held accountable for. So I commend ABC 100% for saying, sorry, you get the boot girl. Bye. Like you don't get to say the horrible racist things that you've said in the last couple of weeks on your Twitter without um, consequences. So I think whether, whether I enjoyed the show or not and, and, I'm I'm not putting down anybody who did enjoy the reboot. If you enjoyed it, good for you. If you're still a fan, great. But I am not. And I'm glad that they I'm glad that they got the boot. And my thing here is is like, um it, it sucks. I feel like it's hor it's I I feel bad for the people on that show that I did like that I felt were representing um the kind of people that we need on television right now, you know, like Jackie, for instance, and the daughter who, you know, is a lesbian in real life. You know, we need people like that on TV. And I feel bad for the the people who are kind of innocent in this whole scenario. Some of the people that weren't the ones posting these horrible things because basically Roseanne got the show canceled because of her racism. And when I say when I say racist things, it's because she posted something about um uh, I don't know exactly who, but she referred to um, some uh, woman of color that is in like office or holds something or something or no, another. I don't so know exactly. It was actually one of Obama's um, former uh, White House aides. That's it. Um, she referred to yeah. her as and being so, like, girl, you don't get to say something like that. You don't. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible, especially when somebody who I, and I believe, and and I could stand corrected. I believe Wanda Sykes is the, was the executive producer or one of the executive producers. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you don't get to consulting producer. I think. Yeah. Something like that. You don't get to, you don't get to refer to a woman of color as an ape when the person who signs your checks is a woman of color. Like you don't get to do that. Like who the fuck do you think you are? Like, Oh, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's just like, so good for ABC for canceling them. Like good riddance. Like, sorry about it. Yeah. So but you not want my, sorry my, about it. My two cents. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Sorry, I was rambling. I get <laughs> no, when I no, get heated, I ramble. <laughs> I get it. I totally understand. So I'm gonna try to make this as concise and precise as possible. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Roseanne. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that is really? how I feel because I'm not gonna sit here as a person of color, as a black, as a gay black man, um, as a black gay man. Excuse me, because regardless of the situation, I'm still I'm black first. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I know that some people may have an issue with me saying that, but I can hide that I'm gay. I can hide. You know, I don't have to tell people who I sleep with. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can I can I can show. I can't hide my skin color. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody and to, to, when somebody uses a, a, a derogatory statement that insinuates a caricature of, of black people that has been used historically to, oh, to yeah. put us down and demean us. It mm-hmm. pisses me off to no end. And it's not even mm-hmm. hurtful anymore. It makes me, it just makes me angry, which is the root of hurt or excuse yeah. me, which is a, which the root of the feeling is hurt, but I'm just pissed off with it. 
I did oh, not yeah. support Roseanne, um, Roseanne's uh, reboot. I did enjoy Roseanne when I was younger because that was one of the shows that I watched. I watched right. Roseanne. Um, I didn't watch it as much as I watched Family Matters or Sister Sister or um, what was a couple of other shows that I was watching, Fresh Prince and stuff like that. Uh, but I did watch Roseanne because I thought that her comedic timing was, was, was hilarious. Yeah. I will not take away somebody's talent and their accomplishments from their stupidity. Okay, so yeah. I understand the difference. For example, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby had one of the greatest shows in history. I don't mm-hmm. condone what he did. Okay? Absolutely. At all. Okay? End of discussion on that. I'm not going to take away the fact that Roseanne had a really good show. With that being said, I did not support the reboot. I did not watch it. I did not, um, I didn't want to give it any ratings because I knew that I, my per- and I'm not knocking anybody who did watch it. I'm not going to say, you know, you can watch whatever you want to watch. Like, you are an American citizen. You are a human being. You can do what you want. I'm not going to knock you for watching it. I know some of my friends who are avid liberal um, freedom fighters and activists that have watched um, the reboot and were, you know, totally, you know, happy about it. Right. That it came back. Whatever. Not my business. For me personally, as Kwame, okay, I did not feel comfortable watching it. I didn't want to watch it. And I had other things to do. And so I did those things. Okay? Mm-hmm. With that being said, I don't agree with this whole, we're going to lash the entire media with Roseanne. Because there are literally so much going on. And the reason why I, I am sick and tired of people talking about Roseanne is because nobody's talking about a root issue of why what Roseanne said was wrong. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you, ABC. Kudos to you, Disney, which is the parent company of ABC. Kudos yes. for you guys, you know, um, uh, deciding to, to, to get off of your sedity white horse and come down and say, you know what, this was wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that you guys did that. What yeah. did he do? Okay. But <laughs> my whole issue is not the fact that this shouldn't be talked about. My issue is the fact that when we do talk about it, it is only recognized when white people talk about it. Right. It was not a big deal about when people were calling, you know, when, when little girls and little boys were being called um, monkeys by their teachers or calling the N, being called an N-word, you know, by police officers or being beaten by police officers, all these other different things. When we were talking about it during the Black Lives Matter protests, when we were talking about it during, on, on different avenues, when Angela uh, Rye would go on CNN and talk about these different things that are happening in black communities, when we would have um, uh, um, uh, 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 Stacey Dash bashing us, her own people, and we're, mm-hmm. there are so many commentators and political com- uh, commentators and, and, and pundits talking about why what she's saying is wrong, and all these other black activists that are coming up and that have risen up to say things, and, and even stuff that I have said on my show, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with Blaze Entertainment, and, and talking about all these different things. There's been multiple people, the black community has been talking about this for a long time long time and Mm -hmm. so now what's frustrating me is that now because me the 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 media has decided to make this a forefront over flint michigan over uh, puerto rico still to this day (laughs) after eight and nine months you know um still being some places on the island without power still being in tremendous amount of infrastructure damage being still being in tremendous amount of, of of debt to the United States, even though we, even though the uh, Puerto Rico was a huge cash uh, flow for um, tourist attractions for um, the United States, none of that is being talked about. 
Right. None of, none of none of these immigration issues are being talked about in regards to ICE still still to this day ripping apart families and breaking up yeah. families. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking about those things. Nobody's well, talking about so, the laws that are right. that are being used that are going around trying to break up uh, or trying to to um, oppress transgender uh, uh, boys and girls. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking about the laws that are being utilized to try to break down the LGBTQ community. Nobody's talking about the laws that are still still to, still to this day regarding prison reform, with the exception of Kim Kardashian, which I'll get to in a second. Okay, Girl. <laughs> it, 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 none of that is being talked about. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think um, and what's frustrating, huh? I I feel like that's that's what's important is that you know we keep that that unfortunately in our time of day right now we don't we're not putting focus on the things that we need to be putting focus on because you've got all this crazy stuff like you know you've got these crazy white you know privileged assholes running our country and people like Roseanne and people like Trump who are so fucking crazy that we can't that you can't go any, you can't, you can't look at anything without seeing the crazy things they're doing. And we're not able to focus on the things that you just talked about all the more important things, the more important things than worrying about whatever whatever is your issue, whatever is your most important issue in the world, like whatever is your, your, um, uh, priority, that's fine. I'm not saying that this is not a priority because I do think that this is a huge issue that goes unnoticed and not talked about. But what ticks me off as a black person is that it's, it's frustrating because we have been talking, the black community has been talking about this for decades. And so it's only brought up and only made an issue or only brought to the forefront and really taken seriously when someone else who is not a person of color talks about it. For example, white people, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's what we've been trying to say for a long time, because it's like, we can't do this by ourselves. We can't break down these systematic, you know, issues and these, these oppressive um, uh, uh, systems that have been in place to keep us oppressed without white people because they are benefiting from that. Well, and that's, they are the only ones that can break it down. You know right. what I mean? Well, and, and that's, so, that's and, and let me just add my two cents to that as the white person in this conversation is that <laughs> it's important for us as white people, I'm, you know, and not just saying, you know, not just directing this towards people of color, but anyone who's not white, you know, as a white person, it's important that we support 100 not not when it's convenient not when it's relevant not when it's you know when it's you know okay for you or you have time to do it it's about as a white person the fact that i have lived a privileged life my whole entire life because not because i wanted it because it was given to me because of the color of my skin it is important to to support 100 all the time no matter what, when it's inconvenient, yeah. when it's convenient, whatever, it is about supporting 100%, not just when we're talking about it in the entertainment world or, or not just when something happens. It's about doing it 100% and living that life and making sure that you're, as a white privileged person, using your privilege for the right things by by bringing attention to things that need to be brought attention to and, and showing your support and doing the things you need to be doing to, to get us to a place of equality, no matter what, no matter the color of your skin. And I mean, that may just be me preaching as a white person, but uh, you know, whatever, like it's about support, you know, it's like, 
I don't, I just, it's, it's easy for me as a white person to sit and say, Oh yeah, support, support. But it's another thing to just do it, you know? Yeah. Just be doing it. And, 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 I, and I know that it's going to take time and like, I, I don't think it can be done overnight, but I think that we, and I honestly do think that we have made some strides yeah. <laughs> at least since my parents' generation. Um, but there is still major um, structural points of this system that is out there, this suppressive system right. that is out there that keeps us down. And right. now people are starting to see it and wake up a little more. And I think right. the millennial generation and even the next generation after the millennials will be able to break it down, in my personal opinion. Well, um, because that's I think the so, millennial generation yeah. is making it aware, making, making it, yeah. um, bringing awareness to it. But I yeah. think the generation after will be able to, will be able to br- kind of truly bring it down. Well, and, and that's I think, in that lifetime. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think we we are going to, and I and, I, and you see that. And for instance, what we're talking about this Roseanne reboot is ABC. ABC mm-hmm. as a let's you know be honest. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. The roots of ABC is probably lots of white people, lots of rich white <laughs> <Yeah>. old guys. <laughs> the fact that they without I don't bl- think there's any person of color on their board. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, maybe now, but like let let's be honest. Where it comes from is you know old white guys i think that seeing the fact that they didn't even blink an eye after she posted that horrible tweet to cancel her show i think that's a great that to me is a stride because that shows that you know a a a company and a television network that is mostly comprised of white people um Mm -hmm. well at least or used to be i'm not saying it still is I, i don't know i don't whatever I think that's that's that stride. That's showing that support and that's doing what they what they felt was right. And when right. you're when you're gonna post something that that is that horrible and that racist, you better expect the consequences. And they didn't blink right. an eye. And that's what you that's what we need to see more of. More and more and more of that immediate response to something like that, or immediate support and immediate action when something like that happens. And so I, I think we're seeing it. We're seeing it with our own two eyes, you know, like, and I, I just think as long as we all stay on the path of, you know, support and and treating each other as equals and not looking at the color of our skin and just looking at each other as people, then we're going to be much better off. And I think we will see it in our time. We will, we will see it. I have 100% faith that we will see, 100 percent equality in our time right. i'm sure of it i'm sure of it it we'll has see. to happen i don't i don't know i don't know if it'll be in our, in our lifetime i don't know we'll see but i don't know girl i'm holding <laughs> on i'm gonna hold on centuries I don't... of like stuff that needs to be fixed <laughs> but we'll see <laughs> like well, but we'll we see how to, it goes you know we gotta hold on to the faith girl gotta hold on to the faith i, I guess <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to. Oh, good. Um, but no, I, I, I do. I just, I just, I'm just so sick of hearing about Roseanne, and I just, I just think that like, well, um, this, if um, we're gonna talk about it, if we're gonna talk about yeah. Roseanne, if we're gonna talk about like what she did, we need to talk about why she did what she did, and that, that's right. what, that's what my, my issue is with the situation is that we're not talking about why she did what she did. She did what she did because she had the privilege to do it, and she didn't give a shit because yep. the, the current orange monkey in office emboldened people like her to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really? the issue. Yeah. You know, 
Well, and so, I saw something. I saw something kind of funny on the internet yesterday, and it just kind of made me. It made me giggle, but it's like completely true. And somebody had posted um, on Twitter. It said, "Freedom of speech isn't freedom from repercussions. That's why everyone who works retail doesn't tell you to go fuck yourself." <laughs> right. I was like, <laughs> "It's so funny, I mean, it's but it's talk. so true." <laughs> like that's why I mean, real talk. It's real talk. It's exactly what that is. Like, complete real talk. And I was just like, you're so right. You're so right. Because I remember when I worked in retail, you have to smile. And like, when you really want to tell these people to go fuck themselves, you can't because of the repercussions. And you know, freedom of speech is exactly the same way. If you're, if you want to wave your white privilege flag and post something like you did, bitch you better be you better be okay with the repercussions and better be ready that's better what be girl ready. you you got your your white ass handed to you like <laughs> and that's coming from me like your white fat ass girl your white fat ass handed to you, girl like it's just so sad because like i remember when the elections were going you know like it's so funny to me that somebody changes and maybe she was the same person this whole time but like I remember a completely different Roseanne. I I remember like when we were, um, I want to say the elections three years ago, two years ago. I don't remember, but there was uh, one of the elections where Roseanne ran for the presidency and she was a much different person. I just remember her being like, I guess I just didn't see it or maybe I didn't know. I, I don't know. I was bamboozled. I, I don't know. I just remember her being a, a completely different person in the eyes of the media. And again, she's a, a famous person. So maybe I not being in that, I don't know that I didn't see it, but I don't know. I just, I went to her, well, one of her I, rallies. I Roseanne's and, always been a Republican. I, I don't think that that's really changed. I think that she was a little more of a moderate Republican before. Yes. Um, before I just remember uh, going to... Trump. Um, when I lived in California, I just remember going to one of her rallies, one of her like support rallies at the Abbey, you know, like mm -hmm. for her presidency. And like, I went in drag and it was like, she, she wanted to take pictures with us. And it was just, I just remember a much more supportive, like person. So it's weird, you know, like, I don't know. It's just also strange. And, but you know what? You made your well, bed. I, I, do, I don't think I don't think that that Roseanne is homophobic. I don't think that because I think that she's one of those Republicans like like, you know, like Anna Navarro. She's um, Anna Navarro is a huge supporter of LGBTQ uh, rights. She just differs politically on like um, financial options for the country and, and how the direction well, of where, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But but. Anna Navarro still considers herself a Republican. Yeah. Um, well, here's Megan McCain is also a Republican, but she's right. really huge on gay rights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, um, here's my thing. You but, don't get yeah. to you don't get to pick and choose. I hate to. And right. I, I don't want to compare. <laughs> like, I don't want to compare the struggles of people of color with the struggles of gay people. But you don't get to pick and part. choose. You don't. You don't. You don't get to yeah. say, "Oh, I'm okay with gay people." but I'm a racist bigot. You don't get to, you just don't get right. to do that. That's not, that's not a fucking thing that exists anywhere. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, you don't exactly. get to support me as a homosexual, but then post, you know, racist things against people of color. You don't get to do that. Sorry. Right. 
I mean, the same thing would would happen. The same thing would happen if if a famous you know gay person said something racist. I don't care if you're gay, white, black, you know, whatever. If you if you yeah. say something that super, like for instance, when Azealia Banks uh, said what she said about um, uh, 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 what's his name, Malik uh, Malik, what's his name? Something Malik. He was he was in that group. Um. God, why can't oh I... my God! Why am I forgetting his name? He was okay. in the group with uh, huh? I can't think. I know who you're talking about, and I can't. You think know who I'm talking about? Oh my God. God! He's adorable. Uh, something Z Z Malik or something? Yeah, I can't think. I can't think. It's right. Yeah, why are we both stumped? <laughs> something Malik. Uh, um. Okay. Zayn Malik. Zayn Malik. Zayn Malik. When he when she called um him a sand uh, n word, um on on Instagram or I think it was Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, Twitter had been, <clears throat> excuse me. I think Instagram had took her off. Twitter had blocked her or banned her. Something she there was just a huge backlash from her uh, on her. But I didn't support her either because I thought what she said was bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I don't think that you have the right. To, to break down somebody else, you know, just because of their race. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will say this. <laughs> like, I will say this. There are repercussions and, and, and a history of things that white people have to kind of repent for. But <laughs> regardless of the situation, I don't think that, like, you know, it's okay. Like, for instance, when Roseanne did what she did, she did a photo shoot and she was talking about her Jew cookies or whatever. What the fuck was that about? You know what I'm saying? She okay. dressed up as a Nazi or Hitler or something like that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, she showed who she is way before this election. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? You know, she showed who she was way before all of this. So when when somebody shows you their colors, believe them the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time, and that's it. So I already knew who Donald Trump was before he became president. Y'all mm-hmm. president. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew who he was because he showed himself already. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't need a whole entire election campaign for them to tell me who and what he was. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then who also who you surround yourself with. So, like, it's just, it's just a whole bunch of BS that I just did not need to deal with. And I don't condone, um, at this point, I don't have sympathy for Trump supporters because they don't realize what's getting ready to happen to them. Give it about another year. All them tax cuts they thought they were going to get. All this employment or uh, jobs that they that they were gonna have, like it's not helping. Like no, nothing that has happened is is really affecting them, um, yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and I'll say this this part is that it's just all so strange to me. I feel mm-hmm. like we're living in some sort of like weird twilight zone time frame yeah. right now when fucking kim kardashian is meeting with that the president part. to talk about prison reform prison and reform? sentencing yeah like what the fuck like <laughs> what in the gay <laughs> hell bitch like listen you have got this drag queen over here straight up tripping <laughs> what the hell girl big my wig has flown off. Like when I saw that <laughs> I saw the picture of her standing next to him in the oval office and you're like what the fuck? What in the but, but you know the, what you know when I saw that yesterday, I was just like, I have seen it all, girl, <laughs> like, all of I it. I have seen all of it. The nothing phone down. Yeah, I had to put my phone down. I had to take a deep breath because I was 
my mind literally shut down and could not compute. Because I was just like, okay. They well, like I, I just love, typo. I love how she's like, if you see this picture, he's just fucking smiling with his hands, you know, his tiny little hands crossed, and she is just <laughs> mugging the house down. Like she right. does on her girl. She is just, she's giving you that face, that Kim Kardashian right. face. I mean, we we can. I I'm, I'm not a huge fan of her to begin with, but I'm just like, girl, really? What in the fuck? Like, what does Kim Kardashian know about prison reform? Who sent I her? Who know. who thought that was a I good idea? Know. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, girl. I personally, <laughs> I personally don't think that anyone who is you know, for any type of positive reform or any type of, you know, uh, uh, activist type of or, or philanthropic type of issue um, that is trying to bring awareness to a, a particular issue should like, be know your lane. <laughs> However, <laughs> I don't think that it's, it's wrong for her to utilize her platform because I think I actually was shocked for multiple reasons. Here's the thing. Good. Uh, no, I, I was bad shocked, shocked and good first. shocked. Yeah. I was I was shocked at first because I was like, huh? <laughs> like, I was just like, excuse me, bitch. Like I was like, did somebody have a typo? Like, it was like somebody, somebody I literally thought <laughs> I really did. I really thought somebody had cross reference or, or mixed up articles. Like you know, um, somebody talked to you know. Uh, President Trump about, you know, prison reform with an article with Kim Kardashian's new makeup line. Like, I really thought that it was just a mix-up. Like, somebody really fucked up and they were going to get fired. And then, it hit me that this was real life. And, like, and like one of the biggest social media socialites is in the office yeah, girl. of the presidency talking about something that affects my culture and my, 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 my community so heavily, yeah. who is not of my community, and so like, but just by marriage, and right. I, I don't that that shocked me. And but at the same time, I was like, well, hey, she can't fuck it up any worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, True. what can she possibly do to make it worse than yeah. it already is right now? You there know what I'm saying? And, and and in addition to that, lastly, when I it was kind of like because I went through many emotions, <laughs> went through okay. many emotions. But I finally landed on the fact that, hey, she has a tremendously huge platform. How she got her platform, nobody will know. Nobody really cares. At this point, she's just famous. She's probably one of the most famous people in the world. Mm -hmm. And if she can bring awareness to something that is so detrimental to my community, why not? (laughs) You know, like. What can we possibly lose at this point in time to the point that we are so in dire need that we have to send in Kim fucking Kardashian? Girl, that, like, that's how bad it is. That's how bad point, it is, girl. It's like the fucking Hunger Games. Like, I'm just, <laughs> and she volunteered as tribute, girl. Good luck. <laughs> listen. <sighs> well, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... We had went through it I'm today, great. girl. Wig snatched. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually really fun being back in, in the studio with you. Like, I'm, I'm happy I know, that we, like, you know, we missed are it. restarting we were, our show. We took a too long <laughs> of a break. <laughs> yes. 
and I, I promise it will not be like this again. <laughs> yes. And you guys will get fair warning or a guest post because I can't, we can't do this again. We, this is crazy. Right. That, part, <laughs> right? that part right but there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I definitely like want you guys to support um, our show. Don't forget to check out our website by going to www.idratherenotpod.com. And don't forget to check out our mother network, which is www.pyramedianetwork.com. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, uh, Christy Champagne just recently won the uh, a pageant. You want to tell us a little Ooh. bit about it? What's your, what's your title? Your title? I did. Um, for the second year in a row, I am your yes. current reigning La Femme Washington Plus. Um, <sighs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I won my spot again for the second year in a row to go compete at internationals, which is in Portland, uh, Labor Day Woo-hoo. weekend in September. Yes. And uh, so hopefully I'll snatch the international title this time. Hopefully, yes. fingers crossed. I'm so happy for you. Mama too. I'm so proud Mama of you. Mama too. <laughs> it's gonna be good. And, I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping I, my my news is not as awesome as yours because, like, you're awesome. Well. But um, I am launching my own little project, a little solo project, but that's separate from uh um uh what do you call it from uh, Blaze Entertainment and I'd rather not podcast. I am um, doing Kwame Speaks, which is kind of like my own little like virtual world and talking about different things in terms of like, you know, just LGBTQ life and um, uh, just kind of giving my spin on things. And, you know, aside from what we talk about on our individual shows. So um, keep looking out for that. It's going to be like a little motivational thing, you know, hanging out just on my journey of, of my life journey. And I just want to kind of talk about things that I've experienced and things that I go through and, and how I overcome those things that everyday people go through. So, yeah. There it is. Check that doing out. Doing big things we are. Doing good <laughs> things we are. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else, Christy? No, girl. Um, listeners, we love you. Sorry we yes. took a break, but we're happy to be back. So, like Kwame said, yes. support us. Support the network. You know, give give a give a thumbs up and send us some glitter mail. Um, yes, all oh, that we we're have back. those, and I didn't get a chance to read. We didn't get a chance to read them. We'll read oh, them next show. We'll next do that episode for show. Yes, because we actually have a lot to that we need to read up on. So we'll probably like make a whole show <laughs> they're, of that. They're sending us emails. Where the fuck are you guys? Come back. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're back, girl. We're you know, back. I've gotten a couple yeah. of those on Blades. Like that was hilarious. So I was like, <laughs> um, so are we gonna have a new show lately? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Going on. No, we're back. We're back. We love you. We love yes. everybody. And yes. what's the one thing we always say, Kwame? When them haters get you down, you say, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful kiki.